The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hello everyone, I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi podcast, and typically I record in the morning, mid-morning or early afternoon, and right now it's 10.40 p.m., I'm on the West Coast, I'm in Los Angeles, and I just got back from a little party and I'm feeling like opening up and chatting and just having a little bit of a discussion. I don't really have a particular topic besides exploring the current thoughts of the current state of union in my life and I was supposed to be back in New York a week ago I talked in my last episode if you guys listened it's all about boredom being contagious which is something I've been exploring a lot lately and how I don't know body at rest stays at rest body in emotion body in emotion body in motion stays in motion anyway I discussed in that episode that my friend and I went on a road trip of California. Really fun and right before I went on that trip I extended my stay to include a few days for Los Angeles because I have friends here and I used to live here. I was like why not? Then once I got here I started smiling and I've had a really hard year and to smile feels really good. It's also prime winter time and it's cold and undesirable in New York so having the sun here was an added benefit and next thing you know I've been here for almost two weeks and this is my last night after I finish recording this podcast I need to pack up my belongings and I have a flight tomorrow morning and I'm gonna go back to New York and (laughs) next week's my birthday I literally have not thought about it once I am going on a joke trip to Houston Texas to go to a rodeo and I'm gonna see Gwen Stefani (laughs) Two of my friends are coming with me. I did it on a whim. It was a complete impulse decision. It's going to be really funny, but it does throw a 
bit of a wrench into my Los Angeles plans because ideally I would like to just stay here the whole time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to New York tomorrow and work and just batch shoot a lot of content that I need just for sponsors and things because a lot of the products that I have are heavy. Like for example, I have a vacuum, which oh, I'm so excited to have a new vacuum. But I'm not going to bring a vacuum on a flight and record in Los Angeles. So I just want to do that while I'm in New York and change my clothes because I have my suitcase has ski stuff in it and I don't need to be lugging that around. I would rather use that prime luggage real estate for some new stuff. And I've been basically having a capsule wardrobe because I'm just going off of the small amount of clothes I have. I have done a teeny weeny bit of shopping. So anyway, I'm going to be in New York this weekend, and then Monday I fly to Texas, and I'm going to be in Houston for three days, and instead of flying back to New York, I'm just going to fly right back here to LA. If you work a remote job, I highly recommend taking some time to travel, to go visit a friend, go visit a family member that lives in a different place. You may as well, especially if you're... I, I don't know, it's in America, and it's not even on a different time zone. Why not? There's really nothing to be changed. Honestly, living on the West Coast and working East Coast hours, you finish your work day at what? Two? Three? That's really nice. The flexibility that we have working remote is really special and it's a shame to not take advantage of it if you have the space and opportunity to. Also, I'm not sure if I've talked to you about this book, Signs, that I read by Laura Lynn Jackson. I believe I have, but if not, it was a book that made a pretty big impact on me. Uh, it's all about how to talk to family members, friends, lovers, people that have crossed onto the other side. They have passed away, um, crossed over, and are not in the physical realm anymore. And signs, how they communicate with us. And the book left a lasting impact on me because I'm such a skeptic. I have wanted to communicate with my mom and it's just you know you feel like oh that's not possible I'm like why would it not be do I really think all that there is is this physical world no and there's just been signs signs that I feel like are from my mom that are from my grandparents that are from my friends that have crossed and this book reassured me or confirmed that I can communicate with these people and in and during this trip in particular, the signs from the universe have just been so evident. I really believe that if something is right for you, it will be easy. I fully support and believe in hard work and determination and, and doing things that require grit. But something, for instance, I came out here to do a road trip and was going to spend the night at a friend's and then just fly back home. Next thing you know, my friend's like, yeah, I'm in Europe. You can have my room. You can have my car. Just, you know, take care of it, of course. Which, I, I'm just beyond grateful. And whenever someone gives me that kind of privilege, it makes me want to take care of it so much more. Like, I want to... I, I, you know, I, I digress. It's not important. Um, That exact point. And then, for instance, another one of my friend's older sisters is like, I'm going away for five days you should just take my house you can take my car so second offer I got take my house take my car I'm like where are these offers coming from they're coming out of thin air I'm staying in my friend's room and then she she says I'm actually going to extend my stay another week so I extend my stay here another week 
And then after that, I get a screenshot from one of a mutual friend's Instagrams saying that she's looking for a sublet and she lives down the street from two of my friends. What? It's just, everything is folding, unfolding so easily. And when that happens, why not let it flow? When things are difficult, sometimes you do need to persevere and push through, but sometimes maybe it's time to pause and change directions. Maybe it's time to pivot. And I, I don't know, whenever I'm in New York, I'm like, I have to be here. This is my place. It is hard, but I earn it. I earn my place here every single day. And since being in California, and California is just a symbol for anywhere, uh, it doesn't have to be so hard. New York's a really difficult city to live in. It's expensive and everything requires a lot more energy than, dare I say, anywhere else in the U.S. If you want to go on a little road trip, you have to figure out public transportation to get you there and then either arranging someone to pick you up or find an Uber in the middle of nowhere to take you, whereas most people everywhere else just have cars. Um, If you want to go to the beach in New York, you have to get your sweaty ass on the subway and then you have to take your... (laughs) You're just like all of your nasty belongings. You're like in your wet bathing suit and wet shorts on the subway bag. That's just one example. If you ever wanted to get a case of LaCroix, good luck getting any other groceries because you're walking home, baby, and you only have two arms. You you might get a couple of other things, but I'm never getting all my heavy groceries at once. No, 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 no. Oh, you want to go to a friend's but it's raining and they're in North Brooklyn and you're in South Brooklyn and there's no train to take you there? You would just have to take a train into the city and then back into Brooklyn or take a bus that's not coming for another 25 minutes? Oh, you could take an Uber, but it'll cost you $45 to get to that friend's house. I guess I'll just stay inside. Don't get me wrong. There is so much charm and magic in New York. It is palpable and simultaneously indescribable. But it is undeniably difficult. It is a difficult place to spend your time in. And being out here and working remote and having no negative impact on my career, which is hypothetically one of the more driving factors of why I even live in New York, besides my absolute love for it, but there's been no negative impact on me being in a different state. If anything, there's been a positive impact, which is just all that more encouraging to stay And it's been a whirlwind of emotions because I did not expect to like it. If you've been following me for years, there was a long period of time where I was anti-LA. I thought I hated LA. And it took some growing to realize that I just didn't like myself during that period of time. It had nothing to do with the location. It really was myself. And I'm older now and the people that I know here are older now. And we're just stronger in our our confidence and our self-esteem and our understanding for who we are as beings. Of course, we're young and still exploring but we've got a little bit of a better grasp on this little thing we call life and it's just been fun and like I said almost bottom line I've been smiling more and who can deny staying somewhere where you're smiling I don't want to leave I don't want to go back tomorrow it's nasty and rainy and cold in New York right now and it's gorgeous and sunny. I was talking to someone on FaceTime and they're like, I want to get fresh air, but it's snowing and raining and it's freezing outside. <laughs> I just like tilt the phone a little bit and you just see sun and palm trees. Not to brag or anything, but I also want to travel other places. But California is really a cool space if you're in 
this digital space because it overlaps a lot with New York. I don't know. So like a lot of the people I know from being on the internet, a lot of them either live in California or New York. So it's nice. It's nice to already have a little bit of a life here. It is definitely easier, but I want to go to other places too. Just really, I'm feeling good and I'm feeling calm and I'm feeling collected and I'm feeling well rested and excited. One of my biggest goals for this year was to rest and relax and teach myself how to relax. And I am slowly this year again getting back into running. I did some guided meditations today. I've been sleeping like a baby for the past two weeks. A baby and ah, beauty sleep every night. And I've been eating the freshest of vegetables. I was daydreaming today in bed. I was taking a little nap before we went out of all of the things I've eaten this week. And I've probably had more nutrition inside my body in these past two weeks than I have in the past two, maybe three months. I've had salmon somewhere between five and ten times. I've had vegetables every day, multiple times a day. Matcha and this Saqqara metabolism powder and mud water and natural wine, which I will say I did meet someone in Mammoth who owns a wine label in Napa that told me natural wine is all bullshit and not even necessarily good for you. Like some things in natural wine you don't even really want in wine. This subject to debate in another time. I've just been eating well, drinking well, sort of in a healthy way, but also just in a high quality like, I've loved everything I've eaten. I've definitely been on a food tour. I've for sure been on a food tour. I cannot wait for those of you who watch my YouTube channel to see the content, especially if you're a foodie, because I've been eating so well. Everything has been so good. I've had lobster. I've had clams. I've had oh, scallops and passion fruit and grapefruit and avocados and mushrooms and chicken in and I don't know I don't know so much so much yeah and I feel like in New York I was eating what was I even eating it's a good question what was I even eating before I came here I've been so in love with what I've been eating lately uh give me a second this is interesting to me blackberries for sure what was I was omelets I was having omelets I was cooking at home a lot because like I said everything's a little bit difficult in New York a little <laughs> to say the least and especially this time of year I would say you know I'm sure a couple of you listening are thinking are you gonna move to LA is this like what you're telling us no 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 not necessarily I'm I'm just saying that if I can be a snowbird why not be a snowbird January to April in New York, what is there for me? Nothing. It's the worst time of year to be in New York. So if I can just do my thing in the warmth, I don't care about skipping a winter. I am fine with it. Also, on a different note, take a little look at the podcast art we've got going on. This is the new season, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the new era of the At Lexi podcast. We're doing the same thing, but I did want to freshen it up ever since I took this photo, which, shout out Morgan Lombard, my gorgeous, amazing, literally hellfire of a cousin. I had a vision. I had my hand under the water at the beach, and I said, take a photo right now. 
and she took it and I was like yep that's exactly what I wanted and from that point I knew I wanted to use it in something and thought yep this is the new podcast cover absolutely so I hope you guys enjoy it and the cool thing about this is that (laughs) I'm getting all like design nerdy on you and whatever uh that the old episodes will still have the old cover art so if you want to go look back at those and remember the era it's not going anywhere you'll still have access to that um hello ma'am one of the cats is getting into something i think she's just playing with uh paper which is fine like packing from we got an order in the mail today Anyway, so you can check out the old album art from the old episodes, but from now on, this is what the new podcast art will look like, and I love the nails. It's of similar but slightly different coloring. I love myself some green, and there's definitely like this greenish-yellow hue to it, and I, I just love it. I love it. I love it. So I hope you do as well, and that is what I've been thinking about. I do need to go pack, so what I'm going to do is, at the moment, I'm going to go onto my Instagram, handle is at Lexi, just like my Instagram username, I mean, just like my podcast username, excuse me, and I will post on my story, as I do every single week, asking for your questions, and they can be anything if you want to ask me my personal opinion on something, or if you want to ask me advice, that is what we will do, so I'm going to post that begin packing, and then come back to you to answer all of your questions. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, I'm gonna get a little sad girl for a second. Mother's Day is around the corner, and if your mother is still in your life, a really unique gift that you could get is My Life in a Book. How it works is that every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your mom questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or custom questions that you wish to ask, and then she can either type her response or record her voice. And My Life in a Book compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. And then they can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. So it's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Woo! If you're interested, check out mylifeinabook.com and use code Lexi at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's M Y L I F E I N A B O O K.com and use code Lexi for 10% off today. 
Hello, I'm back. We're not answering your questions because I haven't talked about my haircut on the podcast yet. I cut bangs. And by I cut bangs, a hairdresser cut bangs. But I have bangs now and I have fine hair. So you would think, oh, that's not going to really work. It does. This is my favorite haircut I've had in a long time. And it's done a lot for me. I was... um is possessed the right word? I was possessed to record this clip after seeing an Instagram comment that said, I feel like Lexi grew into her most confident self overnight. It's the bangs. It's the bangs. I swear, because what the bangs taught me is that I don't need to look quote unquote pretty all the time to feel myself. I just try to always look pretty for the day, you know, and I have very average hair. My hair is fine and I don't have that much of it. So a lot of the time when I would get my hair done, I played it safe because I don't have much to work with. So I'm not going to choose something ballsy and then make myself look far worse than I did before. And for whatever reason, the last time I got my hair cut, he asked what I wanted. I said, I don't really know, but I'm really not happy with what I have and I'm leaning bangs. It's like, okay, say less. And I left with bangs and I've felt myself ever since because I feel like it represents my personality and randomly I feel sexier with them it is ironic because bangs seem to be the quintessential regret cut where it's fun for two days but I they're really growing on me no pun intended they're really growing on me and I love it and it has made me feel a little bit more myself It, it gives me an edge that feels true to myself and It's nice that I can look fun and funky without necessarily looking pretty, but because I'm not trying to look pretty, I feel prettier. It's been a really interesting learning experience. I've just never been one of the people that does much to their hair. I keep it really simple, so it's been fun to play around with it. It's like this whole new way to express yourself, which I'm so late to this game. I I know how to express myself through my clothes, but I've never really expressed myself through my hair. Uh, Probably out of fear, and it's been fun! So let this be your sign to do something a little different, and it could be hair, it could be bangs, it may be something else. I've already had two friends get bangs courtesy of me and my influence. God, am I a influencer? Anyway, that was what I wanted to say, and now we can get into your questions. I specifically posted on this particular Instagram question box, let's get personal, so maybe these questions will be more personal than the other episodes, but I feel like we get pretty personal on this podcast. That being said, I want to get into them, but before that, I did move the microphone a little bit, so if it sounds different, shouldn't be that different, but wanted to mention it. So the first question I'm going to answer is the very first one at the top. It's by Makubizu. What is your favorite meal to cook for others? Well, I'm actually incredibly insecure cooking for other people. I like to cook, but I don't believe in my heart that I'm good enough yet. So I feel very insecure serving my food to others. So my favorite meal to cook for others is none. My favorite way to feed people is to take them to a really good restaurant that I love and trust their chefs this one's anonymous i'm starting to want to move out soon how do i tell my mom without making her sad your mom knew when she gave birth to you that 
you were going to become your own person and become an independent unit from her. You can still be with your family and love your family, but if you're 18, I mean, I moved out when I'm 18 and I love my parents. I I think she'll understand it. And if she doesn't, that's something that's on her. That's not on you. Parents should know that kids are meant to be independent adults. Udakian asked, how was your high school experience? It was really positive, actually. I had a really good high school experience. I had a lot of fun. I did a lot of my experimenting in high school. And I look back fondly on it. I don't really want to go back. I really like not being in school at the moment. But I did have a lot of fun in high school. I did. Nagin Fadeh asked, how do you cope with grief so well? Well... I was incredibly tight with my grandfather. My grandparents grew up right around the corner from me when I was a kid, and my parents didn't ever hire a nanny or a babysitter or anything like that. My grandparents took that role, so I was really close with both my dad's parents and my mom's parents growing up, but my grandpa and I, my my maternal grandfather, so my mom's father and I were just like this. My fingers are crossed right now. We were inseparable he understood me on a spiritual level and he passed away when I was 14 and that was crushing. It was so incredibly crushing because I lost my grandpa, I lost a father figure, and I lost a best friend all in one day. And then shortly, by shortly, like a couple years later, my other grandfather passed who I really admired and then my grandmother passed and a friend of mine took her own life. Like, I've dealt with a lot of death in my lifetime uh, and dealt with a lot of death at a young age. And I also had a sick mother, and now my mother has passed away, which is why I'm assuming this question has been asked. So how do I cope with it? It's not my first rodeo, and it's made the idea of death seem just like the next step. Also, you understand, I've begun to understand that I can still communicate with my cross loved ones after they cross to the other side. And that has also helped me cope with grief. Duhalas asks, how do you deal with driving anxiety? Um, plus, your podcast has really helped me with that. That's awesome. I don't have driving anxiety. Huh. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have uh, read that question. But I'm glad to know that my podcast has helped you with that. That's awesome. Ocean Booston asked how to cope when your ex posted his new girlfriend after two months of the breakup. You have to realize that you deserve better, 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 better. Kehlani said it best. If he's moved on that fast, you need someone other than him. You know, that's hard, okay? That's hard. It's never fun, especially when someone's so special to you, and then you see something quickly, you're like, God, so I was what, nothing? Was I diddly squat? What's happening? I thought we were really important to each other. In two months, you have someone new, not only that you like, but you're comfortable enough to post on the internet? Oh my God, I've literally never gotten to that point with anyone since, where I'm like, yep, gonna put this one on the internet. No, that's hard. That's hard, and I feel for you. But you deserve better, and you deserve other, and you deserve different. Sunhees asked, what to do when nothing fuels you or brings you joy anymore, not even your daily habits? 
my pendulum swings back and forth between finding joy in the routine and finding joy in the chaos. So if I'm not finding joy in my daily habits, it's time to switch it up. It's time to go out more. It's time to say yes to things. It's time to leave the house, maybe leave the town, leave the state, maybe hop on a a bus, train, airplane, who knows? Hop in the car, hop outside, and then if the chaos isn't bringing me joy, it's time to start saying no to things. It's time to start pulling back. It's time to start finding order, to, to find discipline and routine and structure. So if you're not finding habits, I mean, if you're not finding joy in the daily habits, maybe it's time to be a little bit of a hooligan. Jill Stout said, my mom passed away seven months ago. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm starting to ponder when I'm ready to start dating. They're not related, really. I don't think it's good after a tragedy to hop into a relationship. If your mom passed and within weeks, you know, days, weeks, a month after the passing, all of a sudden you found a quote-unquote serious lover, that would probably be a bit of a red, red flag on your side. Um, But it's been seven months and you're just saying, I'm starting to ponder when I feel ready to start dating. So you're not even starting to date. You're starting to ponder when you'll feel ready to start. So I think you're right on track and you don't need to worry. Isabella underscore Blum said, I lost a parent last year like you. Once again, also very sorry for your loss, Isabella. Uh, She said, sending you love always. Thank you. My question is, do you have PTSD? I definitely um, twitch and panic every time my phone rings and it's a family member. Every time. Uh, And I don't know what that's ever going to end. I hope it does. But I have flashbacks. And I was actually so, so, so glad that I was booked for a job in Los Angeles in November because... I was in Los Angeles when I found out my mom passed away, and had it not been for me getting paid to go back to Los Angeles, I could see myself going years without ever going back and associating that pain with that city, localizing that experience to Los Angeles, which is unfair to myself, unfair to Los Angeles, and not something my mom would want. And I'm so glad that I was booked for that job because... Now being in Los Angeles, it is so much better because I've already broken that fear. I can just sit back and enjoy this place for what it is and enjoy myself and enjoy my friends because it's not my first time back since it happened. And that was also a really good time to go back because I was pretty booked and busy. I had a very busy schedule, but I had to be in that city. I've definitely passed certain places and been like, oh, I drove on this road withdrew after he picked me up to take me to the airport oh this is the gas station where i stopped to get tissues but i wouldn't call that ptsd but just triggering the the day and the event Ooh, care of kate us what to do when the guy you like makes music but you don't like it okay this can go for anything like as a creative person i think it's fun to date someone who's also creative but if you don't like what they're creating, oh, it's it's the worst. It's the worst because you bond over the way that your brain works, but you guys have different taste. And sometimes I don't know which is better. I don't know which is better. Having 
a partner whose brain works the same way as you and you guys think the same way or having a partner whose taste is the same as you. I think I'd want someone with the same taste, honestly. Yeah, it sucks. No, I've definitely, I remember, and I kind of still do, I have this mad crush on this guy, but I don't like his art. I don't like it. I don't like it, but I really like him. So, um, it's tricky. It's tricky. I've never been in a... I don't know. I feel like I've actually dealt with this a lot. And um, (laughs) it just sucks. I don't actually have advice. uh, Because what are the options? You... It sucks. It sucks. X Alexandra asked, how do you get your sponsors? I'm very fortunate that with being on the internet for such a long time, I have brands reach out to me. And I also have a management team that works with agencies. So a lot of times the way it works is we'll say, we're just going to use, what's a good generic brand? We'll say Nike. So there's options. Nike could either email me directly and say, hi, Lexi, we love your stuff so much. We have a campaign that we're working on and we'd love you to be a part of it. Can you send us your rates? And then in that case, I would forward the email over to my management. They would discuss rates contracts would be written up and approved and I would make the content. Another option is an agency that represents Nike would reach out to the management or various management teams and say, hey, Nike has a new campaign. They're looking for females 18 to 24. Do you know anyone that would be a good fit? And then my management could say, here's our list of 18 to 24 year old creators let us know who you want, and then maybe they'd pick me, and then that would be how it worked. That's typically how I get sponsors. And then as for the podcast, I'm part of a podcast network, and they send out emails throughout the week saying, here's a brand, are you okay reading an ad for them, yes or no, and then they work from there, and then every single week I get a list of who the sponsors are, I do the ad reads, insert them into the episode, and it's simple as that. Guys, my phone died, and I had no idea, and I was definitely talking for anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes, so I'm, I don't have the uh, bandwidth to go back and answer questions that I answered while the phone was dead, but thank God you guys are incredible, interactive beings with the Alexi podcast community, and I have plenty of questions to answer. Let's see... I don't even know where I left off. I answered so many. Oh my god, like someone else with birth control I was on? Did I answer? Was that caught? They're like, your skin's so good. What birth control are you on? I'm like, alright, way to just call out my good skin on medication, but I feel you. Ella Brooke is explaining exactly how I feel. She said, mentally happier and more peace than ever. Physically, I feel like I can do better. Thoughts. That's exactly how I feel right now. We're mentally, I have not been this happy in months. I feel so good. But physically, I don't have much color on my skin. Uh, I haven't been walking or running as much. So even though I am working out, the results have been covered up a little bit. Um, just a little tad. And it's interesting though, because... I'm like, shouldn't my outside represent my inside? But sometimes there are just external factors. But thank 
God, my mental health is high. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Vivian Muski asked what to do to feel more present. Okay, so I have two approaches. One, I just tune into my senses. So I'll take a deep breath, which we can totally do right now. Why don't we? Breathe in through the nose, hold for four, breathe out through the mouth. Ready? And then I'll look around, see what I see. I see furniture, I see shoes. I'll see what I can smell, touch things. I'm wearing sweats, they're gray. I'll just turn into my senses. What do I see? What do I feel? And that grounds me back into the physical world and gets me out of my head, which is the reason that you're not being present is because you're not in the physical moment. You're in your head. You need to get out of your head. I also discovered a headspace playlist on spotify i linked it on my story but if you just type in headspace it's the one that has the only one i remember is towards the beginning of the playlist there's one called how to sit and i really enjoyed that i love when people bring it back to the basics because sometimes we become so advanced in our lives that we forget the basics and it's it's nice to be reminded avril emperor said my friends keep going after the guys i'm into Okay, either they're not being very friendly friends, or you're trying to claim everyone. Not to put the blame on you, I just don't know the situation. Uh, But what I would say is, we're going to say that you just express, yo, I love Jared. I love Jared. I Okay, you wouldn't say love. You'd be like, yo guys, I think Jared's really hot, and we have a connection. And all of a sudden your friends go after Jared. I would have a decoy. I w- if you actually have a thing for Jared, then maybe say, uh, guys, I'm really into Chris. I'm really into Chris. I think Chris is really hot. And then let them go after Chris and you see Jared on the low. Kimberly Slay. Aw, Kimberly Slay asked, how's your grandma doing? Lola, you know, she's reading. She actually just recently watched... Uh, the Anna Delvey series, and sent me a text. She's like, I stayed up till six in the morning watching it. I highly recommend. I was like, all right, Lola, thanks. Shar Oliver asked for my most embarrassing sex story. Mm, I do have a whole episode called The Best Sex I've Ever Had, and that is just an all-sex story time episode, and there's definitely some things in there, so listen to that. Agatha Lamera. As what's your least priority right now? My least priority right now? Like, what do I care least about? What a strange question. Like, if it's not my priority, I'm not even thinking about it. But I guess, what am, what is something maybe that I typically make a priority that's not right now? And that's my routine. I do not care about my routine right now. Zara Smith asked, how to know when to let go of someone? Okay, if you're already asking this, it's probably time. You probably should have let them go already. Megan M. Hirsch asked, how do you feel about hookup culture in general? I don't love it. If I had to pick how the dating relationship scene looked like during the time that I'm alive, I wouldn't pick what we have. You know, it's not my favorite. I don't necessarily desire traditional relationships, But I do like a traditional route to get into a relationship. I like to be courted. I want to hold hands. I want to be wooed and seduced. And I want there to be romance. I want want things to take their time. I don't want to rush. 
I love the idea of being courted. Now, once I'm in a relationship, I'm totally fine exploring ways to personalize it, I suppose. It doesn't need to be super rigid as long as there's great communication skills. I'm fine with taking alternative routes, whatever that might mean for my next relationship. But I just don't like how it's all so unintimate. Yeah, I don't love it. Cheyenne Harlem asked if I have tips on how to stop oversharing. Well, if you're putting your foot in your mouth, maybe listen more in a conversation than talk. Also, if you find yourself, like if someone tells you what their day was like and your instinct is to respond by telling them what your day was like, maybe just repeat things that they said with adding a question mark. So if they're like, I bought this new drink at the store today. You can respond by saying, you bought a new drink at the store, and then they'll talk about it, you know? Also, you can always crack a joke, tease them a little bit, be playful, just like use them as the main character of the interaction to take the attention off of you. Uh, But just sharing in general, I think, is a really beautiful thing because even given an example like this podcast... It's intimate, it's personal, I'm sharing details with you, but we're still just scratching the surface. Humans are so deep, they are so complex, that even when speaking on personal issues, as the cliche goes, the personal is the universal, and this is truly the tip of the iceberg. Hayden Miller asked, is there such thing as never-ending sexual tension with someone even if y'all are over? Oh, of course, absolutely. You cannot deny chemistry. If there's attraction, there's attraction. It doesn't matter if you cognitively understand that you guys aren't a good match anymore. You can't help what the body wants. Sab Diazio. I feel like I've answered something from you before. Maybe not. How to know if you're making the choices in life that are going to make you the happiest. You can't live like that. You can't think, is there going to be something better? I think that's another issue I have with hookup culture is because there's so many options. It's hard to decide on something because there might be something better. It's the way that I love shopping in a small store. Um, I like limited selection because it helps me make a decision. If I have endless options, I, I end up with nothing. And in some ways, maybe that is why I'm still single because I just feel like I have unlimited options. Okay, now I'm making this about myself. Uh, but how to know if you're making choices that are going to make you the happiest? You just need to ask yourself, is this going to make me happy? That's all. Not the happiest, just happy. That's a great start and it's a great direction to go. Dan VP asked, do you have regrets or think everything is meant to work out the way it did? I think it's a nice thought to believe that everything worked out the way it did. And sometimes I believe that, you know, um, my friend Helen Ann and I, when we're driving and like, let's say we missed the turn, we'll tell ourselves we were meant to, you know, if we didn't miss that turn, maybe we would have gotten into an accident. But sometimes... I think back on my life and I do regret things. There was definitely, you know, like a random impulse purchase that didn't really teach me a big lesson. I'm like, I could have done without that or forgetting to do something or hesitating on something and then going forward with it when I already felt like maybe I shouldn't and then agreeing with my previous self like, eh, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, so I for sure have regrets, but I don't harp on them and everything's gonna work out. I do believe that. Stevie's mind... Asked, do you ever feel self-conscious in sexy time? If so, how do you not? Well, 
if I'm turned on, normally that's at the forefront of my mind as opposed to my self-consciousness. If I'm not turned on, then I start thinking about myself. Like, if I'm in the mood, oh no, there's, there's no... I'm not even... I'm way past that. However, if I'm not there yet, yes. I'm like, oh, do I look good at this angle? Like, is he thinking my stomach's too big? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I would say how to avoid it is to try to get to the point where you're just so in the mood, you're so turned on that, yeah, you're just there to have a good time. Cassidy Lawrence asked for my favorite sunscreen, clean beauty brands. If you've never tried Supergoop, highly recommend. They have an array of products. It's hard to go wrong with Supergoop, but their daily moisturizer with SPF, I think is really lovely. And then favorite clean beauty brands. I'm a big fan of Say, S-A-I-E. I'm obsessed with their mascara. It rinses off with water, but it looks fantastic and natural, but also enhanced. I love it. I love it. So those are my two. Ideal Volgo asks, have you ever felt awful for something you've done? And how did you surpass it? I hate hurting people's feelings. I hate it. I hate making mistakes that inconvenience other people. Inconvenience is too light of a word. I hate hurting people, causing them trouble, causing them distress. It's one of my least favorite things on the planet. I try to take accountability as quickly as possible but I have a tendency to overcompensate and harp on it. You know, a lot of times I'll apologize for something and I will get to the point where I feel worse about what I've done than the actual person that I've hurt. Like maybe they've moved past it, they've forgiven me and they're all good. But me bringing it up again is almost making it worse. So I've had to learn from that. Uh, but I definitely think that in any time that I've felt awful, I talk to them. I'm not an avoider. I like to confront it head on, whether it's in person, phone call, text, whatever it may be, apology note, truly anything, and then you have to move on. You have to take accountability, apologize, and move on. You cannot harp on it because it doesn't do anything for anyone. Harley Larson asked if I'm still friends with the first friends I made in New York City. Yes, there's a few friends that I haven't seen in a while, but if I were to run into them, big hugs and embraces would be made without a doubt. I have three people in my head in particular that are such good friends that I first met when I moved here and I haven't seen them in years, but I love them dearly. But Tyra, Emily, Kaylee, like they were all YouTube friends, but people that I hung out with when I first moved here and they're still my best friends here. And now we have people who have added to the list, which is always so fun. Julia Fagerholt? Oh god, that was like rough there for a second. I was like, is this, what am I saying? She said, you seem so confident. I need tricks, please. Always look within, never look around. All of confidence comes from doing what is right for you. And the um, example that I always initially think of is when I would go visit my friends at college and they would wear black bodysuits with skinny jeans and black booties anytime that they went out and when I would put that on I felt like I was wearing a costume I felt so uncomfortable I felt so self-conscious but then I would wear my clothes that I bought because I love my clothes so dearly and I would have a way better time because I actually felt myself I think the key to being confident is to fill yourself as often as possible 
and my phone is going to die again. So if you enjoyed this episode, leave it a nice rating. If you want to find me on the internet, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I've been vlogging all of my LA trips, so if you're interested in that, happy to see you there. I also was a guest on Chris Clemens' podcast, his Unhinged with Chris Clemens. I was also on Taylor King's podcast, Making Moves. And if you want to um, check those out, I highly recommend. Other than that, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. XOXO, Lexi. Mm-hmm.